0: Today's daf is Daf Kuf Yudalad. We're starting about eight lines down from Kuf, da- Kuf, an- Kuf da- Yudalad Amud Aleph. Amravashi Har Bar Yisroel. So there's yid. The Zoving Le'ara Lo that sells a person a piece of property to an Oved Kuchavim a Mitzra de Bar Yisroel and it's now on the boundary. It's Jewish-owned land that he sells now to an Oved Kuchavim. And now he's done. He's put an Oved Kuchavim <laughs> on the boundary with another. Yid uh, Meshamtin Lei. We can put him in to Cherem Now the Gemara wants to know my time, or what's the reason Now there is aloha that's called the Bar Metsra the Bar Metsra is a fascinating aloha It means that if you have two people that live next to each other neighbors and one of them want to sell there's a first right of refusal automatically should go to the neighbor, to the neighbor. as long as he's willing to pay The same amount that anybody outside would be willing to pay, there's the bill, the the first right of refusal goes to the neighbor. Now, it's going to be interesting, is that who is the dinner the bar Mitzra incumbent on? We're going to see that Chazal understood that this dinner bar mitzvah is on the buyer. Means the the buyer, when he is presented with a, a, a sale, he needs to make sure that whatever offer he's making has, is also going to be presented to the neighbor. So it's the, 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 the no responsibilities on the buyer. So Gimari wants to know, therefore, what is the problem when a Jew sells a property to an Ovid Kuchovim? Why are we putting that Jew in Cherim? So, E name Amishum bar Metzra. If you're telling me, because it's the law of the Dinavar Metzra, Ha'amar Mar, the master has said, in Bob Metziah, maakum the Zavin le'akum, whether you buy from a goy, an or you sell to a goy, on that property, le'ikam ishum dunad bar There is no din bar on that property. So why in this? So when you buy from an Ovet there's no din bar metzro, because chachamim the, the, the next door neighbor should just be happy that another Yid is purchasing. If you start fumping around, well, let's see if the neighbor will pay the same amount, what might end up happening, he'll sell, sell it to another other Kachaven. So therefore, if so you're buying from another Gechavim, there's no Din Bar And if you're selling to another Gechavim, there's no Din Bar because Din Bar metzra is incumbent on the buyer. If the buyer is an over Gechavim, mm-hmm. he's not subject to the law of Bar metzra. So therefore, so says the Gemara, so why when I sell to another Gechavim, am I putting to Cherem? So when does that play? When a Jew sells to another Jew. And there's a neighbor. The first the neighbor should have the right refusal. So the, the Jew who's buying has to make sure that before he purchases that same amount is what he's purchasing what well, was offered to the neighbors to purchase. <clears throat> so one is like this? So El, Ella says to the reason is the reason is because the neighbor says, listen, you are living next to me you're a Yid, if you damage me, if you do anything wrong, I take you to based in and I have, you know, I have recourse. What are you doing now? Is you're putting a lion on my doorstep. All right? This fellow is not subject to Jewish law. This fellow is not going to follow halacha. And therefore, you're putting me now in a situation where I'm subject now to financial damage because that's why you've done something wrong. You're damaging me by putting this lion on my doorstep. That's the reason. da Amrinda Amrinalay. We say to him, the neighbors say to him, you put now a lion on my boundary. So we put him in khairim until what? Interesting. He, if, if, if he is willing to ensure the neighbor that any damages that will be caused because of the living next door, so then under that circumstances, then we'll take off the khairim So the khairim is there to ensure because under financial laws a groma, you can't make him pay, but but. Otherwise, that that's what you'll do. So that that's how we will. That then he can take care of the chayyim. What, what is it with the uh, guy who's shema mitzvah uh, benei Where do they fall into which category? Again, I I hear. I, yeah, I mean, you have to say you know you have to if you are sure that the person over there is going to be someone that's not problematic. Maybe it's different. When I was dealing with the avid that generally that they were dealing with in those times, they were they were. Uh, it didn't say getoshev over here. It says an avid So I do a little not right? L- <coughs> now we're talking about the tax, the, 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 customs office and the tax collectors we talked about in the early Mishnah. These are the ones that are doing it illegally. So it's considered stealing from them. If you take, you buy from them, it's you're buying stolen property. So what happens is they come into a guy and they say, okay, fine, the, we're, the customs, you're right, we're going to now appropriate from you or taken from you, uh, your donkey. And the guy starts fighting with them and they say, listen, you know what? We'll give you another one in exchange. Not as valuable as the one that we're taking, but just to get you off our backs, take this one. Now, the problem is you know that if they're giving you another donkey, that donkey probably belonged to somebody else. Are you allowed to take that donkey in exchange for the one that they're taking from you? All right? So not l'mayuchsin as chamayro. So the custom officers took seized his donkey. But chaver acher and they exchanged. They gave another donkey, or not l'listing. a robbers took as ksusoy. And I guess those that felt bad for benazma ksus acheres, they gave you another set of garments. Same problem is that they probably stole it from somebody else says the Gemara that you can keep it, because the assumption is, the assumption, that's no, right, not no. it's just because we can assume that both in the case of the customs officers and in the case of the robbers, that the item that's being given to you, there was yush on it, which allows you to keep it. Because they're the cleaners and they give you something else back. Now that would be different, because I don't know if there's yush in that case. Alright. All right. Say something more like this. I had that with a couple of shirts once. Yeah. I got that you shirt. All. all right. Hamatil <laughs> min Let's say you see an animal flo- uh, flowing down the river. There's, there's been the river is, a, is, is, is is now there's a uh, there's a flood and you have an animal floating floating down the river. Almina <laughs> gaius. Gaius. There's marauding troops and and, and and animals are scattering. Properties is is, is getting uh, all over the place. And you go and you seize it. ...before the troops are able to get hold of it. O are alistin. Or you have robbers. Em nisyashah Now here it says, it doesn't say because you assume that it was there. What does it say? If there was yush of the Owner's Bureau where that the owner said that, Voylan the Kiss, Woe to us for our loss of money, then you're allowed to take it. The one is going to say that these two, uh, pieces of the Mishnah seem to contradict each other. Because in the first case, we also said there was Listim, and then it says you're allowed to take the garment from the Listim because you can assume yeah. that were was Miyayish. And here it says that you can take from the Listim oh, only, you if you save it from the Listim only, if they were meyash. So one is going to say, it depends if the robbers are yidden or goyim. The one is going to say, it's going to make a difference, we're going to go both ways on that, but it's not a contradiction. All right. V'chein, we'll see what the connection with the chain. and so too, if you have a nechil sheldvoyrim, you have a swarm of bees. Now, bees swarm around a branch. So the case over here was, is that your neighbor down the road is a beekeeper, all right, and, what happens is, for whatever reason, the ana- these bees leave him and swarm now up the road and they now have attached themselves to your tree. Right? In this if you know for sure that the neighbor, upon seeing his bees leaving his property, was Miyayash, made the declaration that I'm being mayish, and he doesn't intend to get them back, Hare'elushaloh. So the guy who is down the road, is able to keep those bees. <coughs> but otherwise, he would have to return them. Am rabi yochum en barokah. isha isha That a woman or a child, who generally you cannot accept their testimony, they weren't going to talk about why here we can. They believe, that they say, let's say like the beekeeper is not being mayash, and he's running around, and he's did anybody see where my bees went? And they point, they said, Yeah, we saw your bees go for into that, uh, into that house, into that yard. Now, the testimony of the child is what's being used, or the testimony of the isha, to determine that it was his bees that are ending up in the other guy's orchard. It's not a problem. You can rely on it in order to guide to be able to get the 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 bees back. Second all, you don't need permission. If your bees have attached themselves to somebody else's tree, you're allowed to trespass. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to go through the property to get your bees. Then Hizik and even if you have to cut through some vegetation or whatever it is, without permission, you can cause the damage on condition though that you pay. Mashallah and Masha Hizik, that's fine. In order to get access to your bees, but what you're not allowed to do without permission, let's say the bees have attached themselves to the guy's branch. You can't say, well, it's a lot easier for me to get them to move. Just let me chop off the branch without permission and say, well, I'll pay later. That you're not allowed to do. The only permission was to get access to it. If now it's going to be a bigger headache, you're going to have to make a thousand trips to be able to get your bees. But That's not your headache. Or you have to negotiate with the owner to allow to chop down the branch, but to arbitrarily chop down the branch, then I'm going to pay later, you're not allowed to do Hezek, Al-Manas, L'shalim. Abalo yikots it's Soho, but you cannot chop down uh, the, the branch, with the inter- contingency to pay the money. Not allowed. From Shemal Ben-Oshim, Rabbi disagrees. Omer, he says, part of the Takana, the same Takana, <coughs> allows you access to your bees, on condition that you'll pay with the damage you cause, also allows What? Down to this. cut down the branch, he says, and adamim, and you'll pay for the branch." So, Tana we learn in the Brisa. The Brisa disagrees with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that if you get a exchanged donkey from the mochsin or from the robbers, you're allowed to keep it. Says the Brisa, no. if you took a donkey in exchange. You get, you gotta give it back. You don't give it back to the robbers. You don't give it back to the, uh, ta- to the, uh, customs officers. Now, what does the Tana hold? Why does the Tana disagree with the Tana of our Mishnah? So, what it says, that Yish in and of itself does not help. And therefore, the tax officers are not considered to be the owners of this thing. They're the, the customs officers. Or the robbers are not considered of- And therefore, when they give it to you, Even if it was used, used didn't help, and therefore you got it the Isser. It's It's considered like you got it the Isser the Achronim deal with the, But anyway, the bottom line is, it's considered that you got to be Ister. And if you got to be Ister, you are not allowed to hold on to it. Who do you have to give it back to? The original, the original owner. That's what the B'riyso holds. will And therefore, initially, when you took it, B'isteros came to your hand in a prohibited manner. And that's why you have to give it back. The Tan of our Mishnah disagree. The Tan of our Mishnah holds that the Yush is Kona, and says the Yush is Kona. When you get it, it's considered to getting it in a Hetzer manner. That's why you're allowed to hold on to it. Now, de Amri, there are those that say that the Pshat Nebrais is not the way we read it. The price is like this. Means you don't have to give it back. But if you want to do the, you want to do the, the right thing, you want to do a chesed, you want to do a go beyond the letter of the law, Morally, the right thing to do is to give it back to the owner. So, by the my time, what's the reason? Because technically, you're right. Yush Kedih, like our Mishnah says, Connie, there's no disagreement. Yush is Kone. But if the guy feels, you know what, at the end of the day, it's not really my money. I don't want to take something that belongs, that does not really belong to me. You know, it belongs to somebody else. So, my'v'alba'al Meshonim, as Amidus chasidus. You can <laughs> give it back. But you don't have to, because as our Mishnah says, not with our Mishnah, is that if there was Yush, the Yush is Kona. Alright. Hare Eilu Shalom Ibn Esha Alright. So, Rashi learns, actually, we're addressing the contradiction between the first part of the Mishnah, which Mashwa, that there's an automatic Yush, and the second part of the Mishnah, which implies that uh, only if you actually heard the owner has been Mayash, you can take it. The Amravashi. Lo shanu elo over to chovim. When do we say that uh, you can assume that the owners were that the owners were miyash? If it was eidek chovim, because the person who knows that an eidek chovim robbed him, what is his assumption going to be? Never getting it back. Ava listim yisrael. Oh, but if it's a yid, you feel maybe he'll do tshuva, or maybe it's easier to deal with, or maybe you can get it back from him. So therefore, by a yisrael, if it's an ibukham yisrael, you don't automatically assume that what? <coughs> there <That> was Yish. <use. coughs> Loy. Because tomorrow I'm going to take him to court, and I will get it back, and we'll be able to get it back. So by, it makes a difference. But it's worse by a guy than it's by an ibukham, than it's a, and by, by, then by a guy. Mascula, Rabbi Yosef, other Rabbi Yosef disagrees with Rab Ashi. He says, on the contrary, The other, I agree, there's a difference, but the difference is exactly the opposite. Akum the daini begasi that the other that their judges judge. Rashi learns with arrogance and with <coughs> with 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 uh, with, 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 um, with force. There, you can take him to a non-Jewish court. And the courts will enforce, physically, that what? That you'll get your item. But you take him to a Jewish court, yeah, they'll say, this is the halacha, this is the verdict, but there's no teeth to it, they don't put any force behind it, and therefore, you know that if it's a yid, and you cannot take him to an Eber Kuchavim court, you have to take him to a Yiddish court, chances are that even if you take him to court. You're not going to get it back, it's not going to listen, and therefore, fakir. There's automatically assume that Yiddish is when it's a yid, but when it's a god, you still feel you have recourse. Exactly the opposite way around, says body. So, so, uh, is, is right. I'm not sure it might be because the courts in those times were subject to the governmental restriction. They didn't have the power. A Jewish court did not have the power to physically take it back, I think. Maybe that's, that would be the reason. So why is it like this? so again so he says they judge with arrogance and with, with, with violence then the, the Yisrael is not you think you can get it back for the Jewish court, with a non-Jewish court Yisrael yeah, came to Amri Meimar they'll give a verdict but then they'll talk but they're not going to actually physically do anything and therefore it's law so therefore if you do want to say there is a, a, a <laughs> distinction the other way around the distinction is like this Alai Itmar Asefer Itmar Hamatil Akum. The person saves something from the Akum. Akumina listin. I think it changes it from I it should be Mina Gaius. He changes it from a marauding uh non Jewish army or from robbers Imnis Yashu Bailim if there is a Yush that you, you know of then in because and but, but on but uh, automatically not. And there, lo shana akum. Their taka makes a difference uh, if it is a robbers that are eved kochavim mishum the din of the Geisi because their taka because you can take them to a non-Jewish court and therefore since you can take them to a non-Jewish court you feel you have recourse. I will listen scroll, but if it's a your Yisrael, then then you don't have to wait to hear that they're meyayish came to Neymar. I mean, Memar, since the victim knows that the most he can get is a verdict, but he won't be able to have physical intervention to get his item back, eyes. So basically, Rashi is saying that, that, that that what the one has basically just done is answered up the contradiction in the ratio where it says there's an automatic use that's yush. talking yush. about that it was a, a list in Yisroel. Because list in Yisroel, we automatically, you don't feel that can, you can't take him in <laughs> Yisroel Kachom not allowed. So there can't be enforced. In <coughs> And the sefer, that it makes it subject that only if you hear him, that's talking about because of the good because you know you couldn't enforce it with an Yisroel Kachom court. All right. It's not awesome. We learned in a Mishnah. This is in a Mishnah in uh, Meseches... Uh, it's actually had it before. But it's Meseches Kaelin. The aloch is like this. Is that a vessel is only susceptible to Kabbal if it's been completed. Now, there are situations where you have vessels that, depending on the, how the owner wants to use it, like a mat. A mat could be, I'm going to use it as a doormat, or I could make it into a pair of shoes. So depending on how the owner wants to use it will define whether it's reached the end of the road, define whether it's been completed or not. Why that's going to be making enough, gamina, whether it's a set of So the gonna say that the only one that can really make that distinction of whether it is a, a finished or not is an actual owner. But the craftsman who is making, like the tanner who makes them, no matter what he wants to do with it, that's immaterial. Why? Because since he is selling it, it's not up to him. So that's the point it makes over here. So it's a tana and Awesome. We learned over there. in Mishnah and Kalim. buys if the skins are owned by the owner. Then the is not the owner's machshava to make it a finished klee as a mat. That already makes it susceptible to Kabultuma. abdon if it is the tanner, the tanner who's machshava. Is in, in 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 a discussion. So then, Ein Why? Because it's not, it. he, he's not going to be the final person using it's it. The one so therefore, not his. Now, Shel Gazlan. If it is something that was stolen by a Gazlan, yeah. a thief that that's a, that's a robber that you know, that public knows who the guy is. So then, the machshava is not matama, which means that we're assuming in such a case of machshava matama that we don't give him the automatic status of being the owner, right? <laughs> Shel ganav, but if it was stolen by a ganev and now he has the skin, machshava metamosan, The nachshava is matama. The holds is that by a Goslin, since you know who the person is, so then you're not automatically gonna be Mayaesh because you figure you can get it you back. So therefore since you aren't automatic Mayash, he's not the owner. The owner. By a Ghana where you are automatically Mayash because know. you don't know who it is, so therefore in such a case You can change the So she therefore the Goslin can be the one the to define the Ghana the the can be the one to define its usage. Now, Rav Shimon holds exactly the opposite. Rav Shimon says, As far as the other way around. If a guy has the audacity to publicly come over to you and say, Give me your watch, then that's a guy you're not going to be messing with. Never that's really. a guy you're never going to get back. So that's where you mayash. A God is afraid of you. The fact that he's afraid of you means if you catch him... Get right. So then you're not mayash. He holds exactly the opposite. So I'm the opposite. Shell gazlan? If it's a mat that the gazlan has then he is he is the owner and he can define its usage and and make it susceptible to tumah. Shall belongs to Ghana. So then a machshav The machshava of the gazlan is not enough to make it susceptible to tumah. Why? Because we don't assume by the gun of that there is automatic use. Why not? Because you figure the guy's afraid of you, so you'll get information who stole it from you, and you'll be able to get it back. Alright. So now comes along Ulay. So the simple reading of this mission in Kalim is Machlokas Bistam is when we don't know was there Yush or not Yush. And the question is, where do we make the assumption that there was? Once it's by Ghana, once it's by Ghazlan, depending on the Svoras. Aval Bayadu, but whether it's a Ghana or a Gazan, says abai it's Mashma that if you heard the victim be Mayaish, then what? Course. Akol, the Yush <coughs> will be Kona. The Yush is Kona. It's not a Pshati Yush. On. Yush will be Kona. It makes a different Gana kind of orgasm, Then the Gana kind of orgasm can define its usage, whether for sure was Yush. Raba Amar says, I disagree. Raba Amar be Yaduah, Nami Machlokas. The Machlokas over here is not disgusting whether you heard the guy being Miyayash. Even if you hear the guy being Miyayash, but Raba says that the the the, the the presumption is so strong, let's go with one sheet that it's a Goslin. you know who the guy is, so therefore you would normally not be mayash, that the presumption is that you said, whoa, I just lost my money, you don't really mean to be mayash, it's not a real use, because the presumption over there is that you know who the guy is, so therefore, even though you said it, it was just out of frustration, it's not a real use. So Rava learns it makes no difference whether you heard the guy or not. That the uh, presumptions are that if you deal with a guy according to one opinion, since you know who to, uh, then you don't know who to go to, you're going to be miyash. According to the other one, since you're afraid of you, then you assume that you're going to get it back. So therefore, this machlokas of Shimon and Tana Kama makes no difference they whether they easy. heard miyash or did miyash because we read into the words of the one party that's not real use, it was just a frustration. It wasn't actually a use. So, so, he said, He says that your interpretation, that you're arguing with Ula in understanding the Mishnah, don't argue with him, right? Because we have in the Mishnah... The Mishnah reads like him. What do the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says that by a Ghana in the Sheet of Shimon it says by a ganav he cannot change its status. Why? Because Lefish alone is Yahishura Bailin. The reading is because their Bailin were not Mayaish. What does that imply? That if the Bailin would have been b'yayish. it would have considered their use time of only because it says he was not Ab al misyashaban would have been Mayayash, I write Eilushalo. Then it would have been considered like his and he could change its status. The says ab uh, uh says Abaiya that Ula's way of reading it fits much better than Rabbah. So I'm Allah so Rabbah answered him, I don't I the way I understand the Mishnah, what does it mean? Because the owner wasn't Mayaish, what I understand that to mean that means even if you heard him be Mayaish, what? We're assuming it's not a Yush. That's the way to read the Mishnah according to Rabba. I assume, I say that his Yush is not a Yush. It's not a real Yush. That's the way to read it. So we have a big machlok here between Rabba, uh, and Ullah as to yes. this machlok is the Rachomimen of Shimon. Does it make a difference whether you hear of them being Mayash or not? Okay. Tanan. We learned our Mishnah our it says not it says that if the moksim took it now the the uh, the G'mara understands right now tax collectors or or or, uh, or, 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 or 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 customs officers what would you say are they ganovim or are they gazlonim Gazlonen. 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 Everybody knows they're taking. Everyone knows they're doing it illegal. So they're Gazlanim. The more is assuming that they're Gazlanim and robbers. A guy that hides and then jumps on you and pounces and takes it. The more is assuming that would be like a ganav. It's not like a guy in the middle of the street in front of people's doing it. So the more is assuming right now that the listim. When it talks about listim, listim are people that surreptitiously, they're coming, they, even though you see who they are, and so, but they're doing it in a hidden manner, and they're doing it like where nobody else is around, they're assuming, the Gemara assumes right now it's considered more like a Ghanav. So therefore, we have our Mishnah that says basically that both in the case of a goslin, which is the tax collector, and the listin, which is a Ghanav, in both cases, we allow, uh, the, 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 you're, you're allowed to keep the donkey because we rely on the Yish, right? That's, that's what, that's what our Mishnah says. So when say it says like this, money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? I if you want to make it going like the Rabbanon, then Kasha Goslin. And the question is, how could in the case of the goslin, the case of tax collector, where you said they hold that, a, you don't assume yush by a goslin. So then why would you be able to keep the donkey in the case of the goslin according to Tanakam and the Chachomim? And here Rab Shimon, if you want to make Amish go like Rab Shimon, the Kasha's is going to come out, the kasha, the case of Ghana, the case of Listim is going to be difficult because that's Gneva and by Gneva they held, you cannot assume by Gneva. Shimon said by Gneva you can't assume that there was yush. So then why are you allowed to hold on to the donkey? So either way you're learning. Now Bishlam it's not a problem because Ula will tell you even though it's very difficult to read in the Mishnah, the one that they're trying to speak out, that this answer is really could have been pushed away, but at the end it's pushed away with a new answer. But you're going to say, you'll have to learn how Mishnah is talking about when well, you actually heard them. So you heard them being Mayash, so it goes like everybody, both Ghanav and Goslin. you heard them being your victim was mayash. you can keep it. But that only is an answer according to Ula. According to Rabba, that won't be a good enough answer, because according to uh, Rabba, the machlokas exist even when you heard them. So then how do you learn our Mishnah? So says like as a bish lomaluula, to Amar by that when you know that there were meyayish kani then the yushes koneh. So Achanam you'll say that our case is Talmud by Yadua that you know that there were meyayish. But Dibrekol goes like everyone Ella the but according to the sheet of Raba, Ta Amar by Nami machlokas the machlokas exist even if you heard them being meyayish. Hamani who does it go like lo'rabon, not like the Tanakhama, but Lo shim, Shimon doesn't go to Shimon. So says you know what kind of robbers we're dealing with, it's listed in Mizuyan. It's armed robbers. It's not talking about regular robbers, it's armed robbers. Armed robbers that come with guns, they're also not doing it in a private, clandestine way. They do. With guns, and therefore they do not fall under the category of... Uh, of, of of Ghanath, they are falling under the category of Gazan. Rab Shem and He, says... Sigmar says, one second... So you want to tell me that's not Ghana, it's Goslin? So then Ehiachi Goslin. So therefore, why do we need another case of Goslin? If the case of Liston, you already gave the exa- case of the custom officers are considered a Goslin. So why do you need to give me two examples of Goslin? So the same thing as Goslin. Where's the trade guard Goslin? Now the tunnel wants to show you because there's two cases of Goslin. You could have thought that when the guy comes with a gun, he's hiding behind the gun. Maybe the guy's also afraid of you. Maybe that guy would not necessarily be considered to be a Goslin. Maybe you look at that guy like a he wants to tell you no, that's just another example of Gazan but therefore according to the way Rabba will learn it he will learn it so my two examples of Goslin, and then the author of the Mishnah could be Rab Shimon only by Goslin do we assume there's Yush not in the case of Ghana, we're not talking about Ghana. Talk to him about come and listen Haganav the Hagazan he had mentioned them specifically a Ghanav and a <coughs> Goslin and an Anas an Anas is a person who takes things by also by, by force I mean he's paying you for it right? Is that say whether he pays you? No, you can't refuse right so in Anas, if they have items, they consecrate them, it's hegdish. Obviously, if you're telling me things that they cannot consecrate, as hegdish. What are you telling me? That they're the owners. Right, Trumason and if they took something that needs truma and they separated the truma, the truma is a Truman. So money. Who is the author that doesn't make a distinction between Ganav and Goslin? That does Yush, you are going to assume it's Yush. Now, Irabon and Kasha in The case of Goslin is a problem. Shim in the case of of uh, Kasha Ganav. The case of Ganav. The again. According to Olam, it's not a problem because what do you say? He says Yush. When you hear the guy in the eyes, according to everybody, it works. So hakanami biyadula. Everybody you heard and divrei El le rabba de amr biyadua, not machlokas. Machlokus is also the case of yadua. So how many loy le rab shimon? When it says Hachanami, but list When it says over here that it was a, a, a ganav, it call him a ganav because he is afraid of being a gun. But it, uh, the classical definition of it is really considered like a. Goslin, and therefore it's, 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 an armed robber, but that's why it really falls on the category of Goslin, and therefore that's why you can assume that there's Shimon Rabshimini, and a kind of like So Whereas the Yahi, then again, you just, then you just gave me two examples of Goslin. Whereas it no, trade, Gavni, Goslin. We want to show you two examples of Goslin. So says it more like this. Iyachi, okay. uh, Iba is there's another answer. It would answer all the questions we had before. There's a third sheet to here. We had over here, there's an argument whether you assume z- uh, by Yish, by one or the other, from Shimon and the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, there's a third sheet. The Rebbe, the sign of Rebbe, Omer, Ganav Gagazin. Rebbe says, a Ganav has like a Gazin. There's no difference between a Ganav and a Gazin. And now, what does it mean there's no difference? Kaim Olam, we're going to see at the end of the sugya. The that Gemara concludes. What he meant was, he holds like Rav Shimon by Gazin, that you assume Yish by Gazin. And when he says a Ganav is like a means you. Also, automatically assumed used by Ganav. Now, if you assume automatically used both by Ganav and Gazan, then you've answered up all the questions before. You're happy one or the other. you right. It's not going up like a Tanakh Not Rab It's going like the Shita. The Kaimelah uh, the It's going like that. He's told that what he meant was it's like a Gazlin, like a, a Ganav, and a Gazlin are equal. That there's an automatic use. What's quoted before. Rabbi Amar Omer Anisa. Rabbi said, "I say that a Ganav is considered to be like a Gazlin." So the Gemara brings us back to an argument we had yesterday. We had a machloikus between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chacha, uh, between the, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, uh, Shimon and the Chachomim. What was the machloikus? Is that we know that there's two different uh, types of theft. There's what's called a, a Geneva and a gazela, ganeva and a gazlin. And the question was, where can there be the greater assumption? That there will be a year, Yeyush, that the, the victim would be, uh, giving up hope. Right? On one hand, you could argue that by Gzehlah, there would uh, be less, uh, uh a, a, less of a reason to say the person is be because by Gzehlah, the perpetrator is a known, is a known entity. You can go after him. And therefore, by Gzehlah, we say there's no Yush. By Gneva, there is considered to be a Yush. On the other hand, you could argue that if the person has the audacity to confront the person publicly and take something away from him. He obviously is a person that's not afraid of anything. And therefore, it could be that in such a case, the victim feels that such an individual, I have no recourse. And therefore, that's where his meyash, whereas the Ghana is scared of me, so I don't know who he is now. We'll check the cameras. We'll check, we'll find out who he is. I'll be able to go after him. So therefore, that was a Machlokas Tanoi. Machlokas of Shimon. and and the Chachamim. Now, (laughs) Rebbe made a cryptic statement. He said, I consider to be a ganav like a goslin. Now, that could be taken two ways. Is he considered to be a ganav like a goslin... The way Rav Shimon defines a goslin, and by Rav Shimon holds by a goslin there uh, there there is Yush and then by a Ghana we consider it to be Yush or does he go the other way? Does he hold that I'm, I'm a, gana, a goslin the way the chachamim understand, and then in neither one he's holding. He's holding the way that the chachamim consider that there's no Yush by a Goslin, so there'll be no use by a gun of either. So Rebbe is equating the two, but is he equating the two to say that there is use by both, okay. or is he equating the two to say that there's no use by both? What did Rebbe mean? That's the I wants to know here. So, to Elohu, Tomorrow wants wanted to know de ka'amar, Does he hold like a Goslin of the Rabbonon, and then Loikani, then you don't say? that the Ghazlan or a Ghana would be Kona according to Rebbe because he considers to be the that that is not an assumed Yush. Rab or maybe that you consider to be like the Ghazlan of Rabshiman Ka'amar, and therefore <coughs> whole, then for if it's a Ghazan of a Ghanav is like the Ghazan of Shimon, to jest that Shimon holds by a Ghazlan is an assumed automatic assumed Yush so too by a Gana we would assume it. So that's the question of an Yeshiva going to go. And we're going through a Gemara now that is very, the Chakratar is the same as we had yesterday. Toshima, come and listen, we had in the Mishnah of a Kama, not L'Molchzin, if the uh, customs officers seized his donkey and replaced it with another one, right? So it, so now the Moshzin are considered to be like a goslin because you know who they are. Right? So it says you could hold on to the donkey. But it said, but if robbers... And and it said also, and if robbers did, if Liston came and did the same thing, and they took away your garment and gave you a different one, you could also hold on to it. So now... Basically, the statement that the Mishnah is saying is, and the assumption right now is, Mohsin are considered to be equivalent to Gazlonim, and Listin, who hide and ambush you, are considered to be like Ganovim. But both entities, it says you can keep the item that they exchanged it for. I ah, they stole it from somebody else. So why are you allowed to keep it? Because we assume that there's an assumed use. Now, who is the author of our Mishnah? We right now assume that the author of our Mishnah has to hold by both gzela and Gneva, there's an assumed use. Well, who does it go like? Money. Who is the author of our Mishnah? e If you tell me it's going like the Rabbonon, Kasha Gazlin. Why is it the case of, of, of the Mohsin? Why are you allowed to keep it? They held that a Gazlin, you don't assume there to be a Yush. If you don't assume it to be a Yush, then you have no holding on to stolen property. How could they exchange the donkey for you and you hold on to it? And E-Rab Shimon, if the author of our Mishnah is going like Rab Shimon, so he says by Gazlin there's an assumed Yush, but he doesn't hold there's an assumed Yush by Ghanav. So in the case of Listin. Why are you allowed to keep the garment that the listing switched out for you? So kashiganev. Now, if Rebbe's Shita, when he said that Ganev is like a Goslin, he meant like the Goslin the way Rebbe Shimon understands that there's an assumed use. Which means, he has, then he's saying that both Ganev and Goslin is an assumed use, then we found ourselves an author of our Mishnah, which is great. That's Rabbi Noah the redactor of the Mishnah. This happens to be his opinion. The Kani, so therefore, the Kani, HaMani, and the, and by Goslin, so HaMani, Rebbe, then the author of our Mishnah is Rebbe, and Rebbe, and therefore you're both by the Ganev and by the Gazan. But if you tell me when Rebbe said a Ganev is like a Gazan, he meant a Ganev is like the Gazan the way that understand the Chachamna understand a Gazan, where you don't assume that there's use. Well, it means in both cases there's no use. Then we don't have an author to our Mishnah. And therefore both Ganev and Gazan will be like Kani. So, how Who's the author of Mishnah? It'll be low Rebbe. For sure not Rebbe. holds in both of and Gazan. You're not assuming a use. But low is not going like Rab Shimon, below Rabbonin, and it's not going like Rabbonin. So therefore, this would seem to indicate that we, we actually have confirmed, uh, we have resolved our Shiloh, that Rebbe must have meant like the Gazan of Rab Shimon. Morris is not a proof Because, because I tell you when it says list in robbers, it doesn't mean some robbers who uh, hide behind a bush and come and grab your stuff. Because that could be considered like a gunner. What we're talking about over here is it's list in Mezuyin. It's armed robbers. Armed robbers that are doing a, a, a public uh, theft. So Neymar is assuming, according to their right now, they take the position that if it's an armed robber, they're doing it in public... So therefore, they would not fall under the category of Ganev, it would fall under the category of Goslin. So that. therefore, and, and therefore the way to read the Mishnah is, our Mishnah is going to like the opinion that holds either that when to take mochsin, which is the case of Goslin, or a listed mezun is the case of Goslin, you can hold on to the switched out item because we presume it to be a Yush, so that our Mishnah, the author of our Mishnah doesn't have to be Rebbe, who could the author of our Mishnah be? It could be like Shimon, who holds that, 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 that by some is Yush Bilem, you assume that there's a Yush Ilam over here. So he says, like this, Rab Shimon he. So, he says, one second, if, it's, if you're making a girl like Rab Shimon, then why do we need two examples of a goslin? Because they're telling me the Mochis is a goslin, listin is a listin, a is a goslin, siyachi hain goslin. What does it goslin It wants to show you that there's multiple <coughs> ways that a person can be defined as a goslin. You could argue, as the B'farshim explained, that maybe an armed robber is not necessarily, you would not look at him like a goslin, you'd look at him like a Ghana. Why is that? Because he's really hiding behind his gun. So you might not think that he's considered to be like a goslin. So it's telling you no, that that also is considered to be a type of goslin. So that's why it gives you both examples of goslin. But anyway, we haven't proved or resolved our Shiloh. What did Rebbe mean that a ghanav is considered to be like a goslin? Tashima another proof. It says a a If a person was a Ganev, clear, is a ganef, or he's a gazan, and anas is the guy who makes you an offer you can't refuse. He forces you to sell. Hegdesha, on the items that they procure from you is if they are Makdish, if they consecrated, it, it's a Hegdish. And Trumasan, if it's grain and they separate Truma, or it's one of these minim that need Truma, it's considered to be Truma. and when they separate Maisa, it's considered Maisa. Which means, obviously, that these three Parties okay. are considered owners of the item, which means, and it doesn't say, it says across the board, it's mashma that you assume there to be Yush in all three of these cases. Now it says Ghanav and it says Ghazlan. So same proof we had before, money. If you tell me it's Rabbanon, then it's The Ghazlan case is difficult, because according to Chachamim, yes, we assume there to be a Yirush by a ganav, but we don't assume there to be a Yush by a Gosling. So then why would it be over Hegdash and Hegdash, by the case of the Goslin? And e, Rab Shimon, if you tell him it's going like Rab Shimon, then Kashi Ghanav. The case of Ghanav is going to be difficult. So therefore, Ei Amr Bishlema, Ghanav Kagoslin, Rab Shimon, when Rebbe. Rebbe said that Ghana's like a Goslin, is going like the Goslin of Rab Shimon, which means holds that there's use both by Ghanav and by Goslin, then Koni, then we understand why. This statement over here, this brysa, we understand that all the cases are corner because it's going like Rebbe, who holds that there's an assumed use, I both got of and Gaza and then it's good comes out good Ela, but if Rebbe took the position that when he said a Ganev is like a gazim, and he's a in the way that Chachomim understood that there's no presumed yish, then the it's not difficult. So who would be the author of the statement? How money? So there. So therefore, who would be the author of the of the so my answers that I'm tell. I'll tell you when it says over here. It's very interesting. It's difficult to understand it, because it says when it says ganav, it doesn't mean it's like a ganav in the terms of it's a guy who's afraid and he's got a gun, but he's still considered to be like a. a a list in Mizzouion, he's an armed robber, and since he's an armed robber, he's not a real Ganav. What do we consider him? Yes. We consider him to be a Goslin. It's very dochic because we're trying to say that no, we're not talking about a regular Ganav. You're talking about an armed robber who has the halachas of a Goslin, even though the Brayer refers to him as a Ganav. Right? So when it says like this, how many, uh, the list in Mizuyon, it's talking about an armed robber. And it is Shimon. It's going like Rabshimen's Sheetah, that holds that an armed, who uh, 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 holds that, because an armed robber is considered like a Goslin, so therefore both of these guys are Goslinim, and they are considered to be this automatic use. Just, to, you understand the difficulty over here. We're saying that when it says ganav in the Brysa, so what type of a Ghana we're referring to? An armed robber, who actually is a Goslin. Then you have to understand, so why the Brysa refer to him as a ganav? I'm saying is because, the fear factor is there by both of them. They're both afraid of you. The one is afraid of you and comes at night. The other one's afraid of you, afraid of you and he, he hides the behind the a gun. Oh. But it still has a halakhic status of a goslin. That's what you... Just, okay. Maybe it's a different type of gun. What do you mean? Depending on, depending on the different type of uh, gun for goslin. You mean like a water gun? No. A goslin, you don't have to say he's armed. The goslin is not armed. <laughs> Ganav is the one who's armed, that's why we're calling him a Ghana, but he's actually a Ghazan. Okay. Rab Shemeni, Rab So give me Iachi again the question, but then you have two categories of goslins. Iachi, i a So it says, the Gemara, Trey Gavni Goslin, that there's two, telling you there's two facets, two types of Ghazan. of Ashi l'Rabbo. Toshema, come and listen. So this is going to be the final proof. It says as follows, in the Mishnah, we had learned uh, a few days ago that it says that if you stole something and then you gave it over to your children, either you fed it to your children or you gave it to them and they consumed it, so we said that if it is something that has a so then they are liable, they have to pay. So we had a, a, two different opinions how to understand what that meant. I think Rava understood. It means that you left property. So if you left property, so even if the item's not here anymore to sue the children, but there was a lien that automatically transferred from the item you stole to the property, that's Machay of you therefore to, that, 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 the Chai of the the children have to pay because they're inheriting the father plus the lien on the property, therefore they would have to pay. What Rebbe instructed his child, Rav Shimon, to under, uh, Rav Shimon Rebbe, to understand is that that's not Pshat, not like Rova. The Pshat over here was, that actually sort of, Oshia learned that Pshat, Rav said the name of Rebbe. but Rebbe learned different Pshat. He learned that when it says over here, it's like, the same way as property is, it can always be identified as who the owner is. Generally, you can understand. Uh, it's talking about those type of metaltolin that it's clear that you know who is the owner. It's clear, it was identified with a person. That's what it means as a chryas. That it's identified by a person. And it's telling you over here is that if it's an item that wasn't consumed, we're not talking about it's consumed, we're talking about it's left intact. And it's something that was clear that it belonged to, that it was being used by their father, was left to them by the father. So this was clear, it was left to them by the father, and everybody then could, I t- could tell that it was stolen property. So then the obligation is to give it back. Why? Not mehikara din. Mehikara sure. din, you don't have to give it back, but you'd have to give it back. Why? Because, the, because it's a, a kibbutz avaim thing. The implication is that if it wasn't for the kibbutz aim thing, mm. then what would be the Din. Then you wouldn't have to give it back. Why? Because the, because of Yush. You could assume that, so now, how do you assume that it's Yush? Must be that Rebbe held is that the Stam Geneva automatically kicked in a <coughs> of Yush. So you see that Rebbe Shita is, that Stam Ganev is considered that there's Yush. Well then obviously when Rebbe said a Ganev is like a Goslin, what did he mean? He meant it's like the Gazan of Rab Shimon, that just as there's an assumed Yish by Xayla, there also is an assumed Yish by Geneva. That's the, the final proof that the Gemara wants to bring. So Tarshema, come and listen, the Masni Rebbe, that Rebbe taught Lerab Shimon Beret from Shimon, son. Lord, Y'Esh, Shieshba Chryosh Mamis, doesn't have to be actual karka that obligates the Yarshim to have to pay for the father's theft. Ela, of Parav, Chorishba. Even if it was a cow. And the father used to plow with it. Hamor and was a donkey. and he used to uh, lead behind it. He used to guide it from behind in order to do the work. Is in both cases and You have to give the item back. Why? Because it's part of honoring their father. The people shouldn't go around saying that's the thing that the father stole. Now, time, uh, it's a special din here that they have to give it back. Technically, they shouldn't have to give it back. It's only because of Kuvit Avivim. Halav wasn't for Kuvit Avivim. why were they able to keep it back? It must be because they could hold on to it. Why could they hold on to Because it was Yish. So what do you see? That the Stam theft, you assume that there's a Yush. Well, then who does that go like? So it's going, it's red is teaching it. So Rebbe must hold that A stam theft is a yush. Shmami no. When Rebbe said that a Ghana is like a goslin, what type of goslin was he comparing it to? The goslin of Shem and Kamar is going like the goslin of Shem. So Rebbe's shita is that stam geneva and stam gzela. There is a yush. By limb, Shmami no. We can bring that as a proof. Okay. Now, the Mishnah recorded that if you have a, if the robbers came and they stole garment from you and they switched it out for something else, so then you're able to hold on to it, and it said, then it said, vechen, and so too, and nachil. Nachil was, when you have nachil shildevor, uh, uh, I'm sorry, then it said, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, then, then it said like this, that if you save something from a river, or from, uh, marauding armies, or from robbers, that if you know that the owners, uh, were meyayish, if you know that the owners were meyayish, so then you uh, you can rely on the yush and hold on to the item that you just saved. But if not, then you have to give it back. And that's it. And so too, if it was a nechil sheldvorim, if there was a uh, a swarm of beasts that you know that they were belonging to someone else, but you know that when it flew out of his uh, backyard, he was meyayish, in such a case it would give you the right to... Hold on to them yourself. So Gemara says, why do we? When you a, and so too, Bechein, and so to the, what's the novelty? I mean, something belonged to A, and now he was Mayash, and now B has it. B can keep on hold on to it. Why is that? A, why is that a big chiddush? You have to say, Bechein, and so to the din will be by the nechil, right? Everyone's going to understand what what the is bothered why. Why did you have to say and so to the nechil? So is going to explain like this. Let me explain it outside, and we'll see inside. Gemara is going to say is that the MS is. You, that you might have thought that we're actually more lenient when it comes to bees. Because bees, as the morning says in other places in Shas, are really items of hefker. You don't really, you don't really own them. They go where they want. They fly, they're flying away. They're not, they might not come back. So, because of Darkish Shalom, the Chachamim said that if somebody is putting a hive together... And he has the swarm of bees that he's now collecting the honeys from. Midderabonon, we consider him to be the owner. Minatora, it could be bees are hefker. I mean, you own the bees. You don't own the bees, right? But Midderabonon, that came along and said that you own the bees in order that people should not be able to sell it. Hefker, I'm taking it for myself. So you might have thought, since your ownership is really tenuous at best, because you don't really own it, Minatora, it's only owned If, the bees would fly out from one rishus and now go to another. You might think you don't actually even have to hear the person be meiyesh. You could automatically assume that it's the person's meiyesh because really, men are torah, Sahih. you never own it. That's what the So too, no, we're, we're insisting that so too, even though it's only bees and even though bees are only owned rabbanon, you would not be allowed to keep it unless what. Yeah. 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 Unless you heard the person was being meyash, that's that's what the chiddush of the vechain. So says the maor of vechain, My Vachain. why does it have to say? And so too by the, the bees. When it says this is what it's saying: afilu nechil shil That even by a swarm of bees, the kenyan the rabbanon who that the original owner is tenuous because he only owns it rabbinically; he doesn't own him in a Torah. So Therefore, I would have thought to say, "Hi, that these bees." cave the who it's only under rabbinically owned thing. Hudakani le that he owns it, Afilus. So I would say that even stam, even without hearing him actually be Mayash. That you it could be a presumed Yush. Hastam and a we assume that Stam is a Yush. Without hearing it, Kamash Malan, that even by the beads it's not good enough. You could only hold on to it if what? In this Yai Shabaylem. In only if you heard the Yush, then yes. But Eloi, but if not, not. Okay. okay. Now we had a machlokus between the Tanakama and of Yocham They both agreed that uh, that there is a right as an owner of the land that, strong, that you can uh, trespass. You can go into someone's property to to get back your swarm, even if your trespassing might be causing damage to the landowner that you're trespassing to get your beast, but you can do it, al you're going to pay. But the Chachamim said, but to cut down the branch upon which they've swarmed, so now it makes it easier to take the swarm, that without prior consent, you would not be allowed to do. Even if you intend to... Okay. Pay the person. Rabyakamaroga disagreed. As we're going to see, this is part of Takana's Ezra. He all that even that the Takana would allow you can cut off the branch to save your bees without having to come back and forth to get collect them. You're allowed to do that. And you can just pay the guy later, even though you did it without permission. Generally, you can't be modic someone, al you will pay later. Here, there's a special black corner that you can. So that's what uh, I I'm Rav Yochanan Baroka. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. And Rav Yochanan Baroka also said, concerning the case of the bees. That was, that was the second, what I just explained was the second aloha. But the first aloha, what he said in the case of the bees is that a woman or a child are believed to Lahore testimony to say that it In that, that we saw the swarm leave home A and enter into home B which allows then the owner of A to go and collect it from B so says like this Isha how the how could they use that using it? it for financial uh, testimony of a child or a woman or a child we I mean, child? they're not they're not considered to be valid Adam so Amrav Yehuda He says no because uh, the the reason why over here we can you we can rely on them. There is a concept that is known as Mesiach mm-hmm. Lefitumo. Mesiach Lefitumo is when a person doesn't think that you're actually asking him mm-hmm. something for testimony in the natural order of the way he's speaking. So then you can. You're relying on what he said because he has no, there's no agenda. It's not that he thinks you want to hear him give testimony. So in this, this case, we'll see why, but we allow on a cotton or an isha who are being messiah, they're just telling us a story, and based on that, we're using it, but they're not actually being utilized as as, as, as witnesses. So, Moana says, Moana says, We have the owner is chasing, trying to find his bees. And the woman and the child are messiah in lefitumam. They were just, uh, there was, it literally it means that they were speaking in their innocence meaning that there's clearly no agenda over here because they were just relaying something as a matter of fact as opposed to testifying, uh, 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 t- testifying uh, because they think you want them to tell you something. So, therefore, like this. The and and they say, that we saw the swarm leave from place A to go to place B. Amar of Ashi made a statement as follows, that you cannot rely on a, it's, that you're not, it's not valid, uh, information for testimony purposes. Even if a person is only telling you innocently, relaying innocently, you cannot rely on that information. The only time the chachamu lenient is to prevent the situation of an aguno if there's a situation of an Aguna, we have a woman that we don't know what happened to her a husband and we have a woman or a child saying is that, yeah, last week we went to the funeral where they buried Chaim Yankel and so then you can rely on that for their Levitumo to establish the death of the uh, uh, of the uh, of of the Aguna's husband so she can remarry there are special leniencies allowed for an Aguna but otherwise you cannot rely on the Messiah Lefit Tummo so, I'm the Ravinavashi so, Ravina of our Mishnah and Baba Kama, what are you talking about we just said over here in Baba Kama, we just had a question how could you rely on the woman and the Isha to tell us which house the bees came from and what was the terret that there being Messiah Lefit Tummo so, you see obviously that there's more cases we can rely on the Lefit Tummo as valid, as valid information. For loy, is that so? V'harei nechil shul devorim if you have a swarm of these. And it's a case of M'seek Levite Tumor. It's an example of M'seek Levite Someone who... So when says, Shani nechil shul devorim the king of the Rabbonon He says, the reason why here they also allowed it is because it does not have a Torah impact. Why does it have a Torah impact? Because the original owner himself Or subsequently, any type of ownership over a swarm of bees would only be rabbinical in nature because bees by definition are hefker. So therefore, to rely on the testimony, the Messiah Lafituma of the Kotnan or over here they're also lenient because it's not really having Torah implications. So what I, what it was, what it's clarifying is that when Ravashi said that we only rely on Messiah Levitumah Kosher by Ados Isha, it means that's the only case where it has Torah implications. Will we rely on Messiah Levituma? For rabbinical implications, Yeah, we rely on it. But for Torah implications, they're talking about an Asia's Ish. I mean, they're talking about serious things. She's remarrying. So that's the only case where they relied on it. But other things that are not Torah, necessarily Torah-based implications, that would not be problematic. Says the Gemara that Messiah Levituma is only, uh, it's over here, it's only, uh, the Shadvar, Whoever owns it, only owns me, Says the Gemara, you tell me there's no other case of a Messiah Levituma in a case of a Duraiso. Vamrav Yehud Shmuel. There was a case where a person was just relaying something to us innocently. For Omer, he says, I remember when I was a young child. When we were kavni, I used to ride on my father's shoulders. For he would take me out of school. And he would remove my robe. And he would tovel me in the mikvah to allow me to consume truma at night. And Rabbi Chanina Masayimba and Rabbi Chanina concluded the story. Hachi vechaveir v'dielin And my chill and my friends. Would it uh, separate when I went after I went to the mikvah? They would separate from me, not to come into contact with me, not to touch me, in order that they should not make me tameh by and chalas. And they would call me and the chala eater. Chala meaning the truma, the, the 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 dough that was separated given to the kohen. So therefore, basically, this person in the story is relaying to the fact that what that he is a kohen. So now I, if you need ays for that, that's a Torah implication about chiyom isavidei serious uh, Lachic implications and what is a veheleu? elevated this child. This now as an adult, but he only he relied on what he was testifying as a, what happened to him as a child to make him be considered to be a Kohen So the you see that you see you're relying on the lefi Tumo for a deraisa implication. Mar says that was after Churban Bias and the Truma in that time was only considered to be a Truma one And again, it doesn't have Torah implications. It's only rabbinical implications. Says my Akadi the Raisa Loi. You tell me there's no other implications <coughs> other of them in our Torah. From Maseiach Levi tum of Aha. He asked Ravdimi. When Ravdimi came from merit Yisrael, Amrav Chana Kartigno. But some say it was Rav Kartigno Mishtoi. Rav Achav himself told over the following story. Maisa Levi. The story came before Rabbi Shulben Levi. Amale and some say Amale Maisa Balif Nei Rebbe. That uh, there was a story that came before Rabbi Tinnuk Echad. who was a young child Shai Maseiach was said relaying the following information innocently, that <laughs> me, we and my mother were kidnapped, were taken captive by the of mine. even when I would go out to draw water, I kept the focus on my mother, I wanted to make sure that nobody would molest or rape my mother, and therefore I kept my eyes on her at all times, even if I had to go out and draw water, I made sure that I knew exactly where she was and that she was okay. Lilkot ate him when I went to chop wood Daity El imid. I was again focusing on my mother. And therefore I, I basically was telling over this as a story, He's, what he went, the extent that he went to ensure that his mother had not been molested. Now the issue over here is because Ib Bala Ak Akuma Bal Basisrol would good. disqualify her from yeah. the kahuna. But there's over here, see Rebbi alpiv kahuna and Rebbe allowed Based on this, Mesiach l'fitumo, he allowed the woman to marry a kohen. Oh, she sure already had the sons? So yeah, it should be an It Doesn't have to marry right. So anyway, so says the Gemara. Without this, it's only eight That's why we're relying. On. What's that? that the it's not a valid edus. It's not what? a valid edus, right? There's not two edim over there. And it's also his one, name. It's not geah. I'm also right. Whatever. So oh, right. so the point is as follows: He's testifying about his mother. Yeah. So Gemara says like this, and so, Gemara says b'shvuyah hikilu. Again, by a captive, they they were lenient. Now, Rashi says, why were they lenient? First of all, you don't know for sure anything happened. And the one says is also that Bas Yisrael, she's Manavalas Atma, she goes out of her way to make herself ugly, then unattractive, that they should not be drawn the the, the the of the of drawn to them so bottom line it wasn't just because of the masiyah it's because we were lenient in that case because there are other factors that can allow us to go on the Chazaka that what she that she had not been molested and that's why but it's not just because of the masiyah lafituma but Lefit has to change the status they're right. So there was only one case we do that and that is the case of um that, that's the case of, of uh, the, the Aguna. So Aguna or Shvuyah we said also that would be, but again, because there's other factors involved. Amar says like this Amar, avalay yikot es socho. It says, but a person is not allowed to chop down. This is what the Machlokas we said before, uh, and the Chachamim, are you allowed to chop down the, the limb of the tree that has the bee swarmed around it? the he there was a stipulation that was in effect uh, from based in the that you are allowed to trespass without permission and go into your friend's field. And not only that, but coach the and you can actually chop down the branch ...upon which the bees are resting... ...in order to save your hive... ...and the owner of the field... will ...can take compensation from the swarm... ...and whatever the swarm is worth... ...let's say whatever the limb was worth... ...it was a $50 damage... $50 worth of the swarm, I don't know if it means the actual bees or it means the uh, honeycomb or whatever it is, he can take from the bees itself, he can take his uh, compensation. But tonight, based in, it's also a stipulation of Beistin. We had this case where two guys are going with barrels. One is the honey, which is more expensive than the wine. And then the honey barrel gets a leak and the the, the wine uh person yeah, with a wine barrel can pour out pour out his wine <laughs> to save the honey. And then he can demand payment for his wine from the value of the from, from the honey. But tonight based in and it's also on the stipulation of Bayton based, based in so that if you have two guys are 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 going in a in, 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 in a, on a travelling and one is has his animal laden with Flax, where they with make linen from, which is more expensive than the other guy who has firewood. And the, the donkey that's carrying the flax dies. So right now, if he's got no way of transporting. It's <coughs> going to be a complete loss. So you can unload the wood, load up the flax, and the way the person will pay you for the wood is from the from the proceeds of or from the flax themselves or pros of the flax. the Shemfarinhu Shiyamfarak is eight so he can unload his wood, Vato and Pishtano shall and load up the flax of his friend. The no told me eight so and he gets a compensation for his wood. misoch Pishtano shall Khaver from the flax of his friend. Why? says the Goran Shahmanas Kane Hinchil Yashua, he throw us the these were all stipulations that were put into play from the beginning when Yeshua divided up the land. Now, uh, Again, I think that probably would only apply to the first one because the first one is a land-based stipulation. That means that your tree that you own, that I can chop off the wood, so from that I can get the... That's based on the land. In the case of the honey and the case of the flax, I don't know if that 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 ties into the Yeshua Hinchilla. That's more of a just a Sinai based, and it's based on the fact that Yeshua was made that Tsunai by the by 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 the case of the land.